Thanks for listening to The Issue Podcast. If you like what you hear, be sure to catch our new episodes every Wednesday and Saturday. For more of The Issue and access to our top bets and fantasy updates, then subscribe to The Issue Miked Up. Link is on our website, which can be found in the bio of our Instagram, which is at the underscore issue podcast, and our Twitter, which is just at the issue podcast. New subscription episodes come out every Friday. Guys, thank you so much for listening to The Issue. You are now locked in and listening to The Issue. You look at this schedule. Find me the wins here. Find me the wins. You've got to be delusional if you think he's elite. Well, from what I'm seeing right now, he's a top 10 guy in this league, no doubt. Absolutely, I think they can be for a championship. I, I don't even think that's a, a debate I'm willing to, to have. This is The Issue. Yo, what's up? We are back. It is Wednesday, December 22nd. It is the week of Christmas. Merry Christmas. Whenever you are listening to this, it will be Christmas Saturday morning. Saturday. I- for some reason, I've been thinking it's Friday. Like for you know most of the week, I've just been forgetting. Like oh right, right now Christmas is Saturday. Yeah. Um, so we're not going to be able yeah, to get you Christmas. a Saturday episode this week. Yeah. So we're doing a big episode today. We got a ton to get to. Luke and Tim, it is the issue. We have our hits and misses to go over. We're going to review all of Week 15 in the NFL. A um, couple good rants from myself and Tim today. Um, and then we're going to get into our top 14 teams. We decided we're going to start doing those on Wednesday. I don't know really who made the decision to do it Saturday. Yeah, that but... was dumb because like a Thursday night game happens, you know, obviously on Thursday, right? So before we make, you know, like right on Wednesday is perfectly, <laughs> it's perfectly after the week, right? You know, yeah. so everybody's finished up and nobody started the next week. Right. So it's like perfect. Even with but these when games we did getting moved Saturday, to Tuesday. Yeah. When it's on Saturday, it's kind of. Like in the middle of the week, yeah. not actually, but you, you know what I mean. Um, it just doesn't make sense. You exclude two teams that already played, but you can't factor in that Thursday night game because it's post the, the the previous week. Confusing, confusing. Right. We get to uh, un- unlike the herd hierarchy. Herd on the herd on the herd. Uh, you can. Um, it came out on Tuesday. That before any of those Tuesday games. Yeah. Over here, we're getting it to you on Wednesday. You got the whole week 15 to go over and take into account. Going into week 16, it's going to be a good one. And then uh, we have, of course, at the very end, in the last segment, all of the predictions for week 16. Yeah, I got to win out. I got to win out. Um, look, I mean, it's doable. <laughs> Love my picks this week. Love my picks. We're only split on two, but of course, we have another spread that's probably going to screw me. But yeah, I'm with it. I'm with it. I think I think the spread though is a lose lose. It's two bad teams, one that you hate betting, one that I hate betting. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it's a lose lose either way here. Ugh, we'll see. It, it we'll hurts see. To take. You know, I think I'm gonna hit on both my splits anyway, so it'll be fine. Do you? Yeah. No, I mean probably not, but it's okay. A little. I'm sensing a lot of, a lot of confidence, a lot of arrogance for a guy that's six eight and one. Yeah, I mean, whatever, down two games, got to win out to win it. But uh, without further ado, let's go hits and misses from week fifteen. All right, like normal, we start with a hit. Let's go with let's go with Philadelphia. We had them at what was that? Pull out the files. We had them at fourteen uh, in our top fourteen teams. And what do you know? They win, and I thought they kind of dominated that game, even though the the final score was a little bit. 
closer. You know, the, the game was close, but I think it was pretty clear that Philadelphia had dominated the line of scrimmage on both sides of the football. Yeah. Um, I, I think right now they have more bigger, you know, big playmaker type players than Washington did. I thought they played a really good football, uh, really good football game. I don't love Jalen Hurts, but he's productive. Yeah. You know, I feel like they're putting him uh, almost thirty plus a week. Um, you can't say that for. Well, I guess Baltimore, Tyler Huntley, but there's a lot of teams you can't say that for, right? Um, so the, they are dynamic. I don't, like I said, I don't love Jalen Hurts, but they're dynamic, and we were kind of right. We were kind of right, and they'll be in the top 14 again. How about the Mists? Go with Seattle. Um, this is me personally. This is more like intended at Russ. I think I said that what for MVP last year. Yeah. That fell off pretty quick last year, and it never really got off the ground this year. Um, I'm really not sure what's wrong with him. I don't know if it's because there's nothing else around him, right? Outside of Tyler Loggett, DK Metcalf has completely disintegrated. The offensive line is, what, in the 20s? You're going to have that in your reign. It's in the yeah. 20s in the league, bottom 10, I believe. Right. Um, their defense isn't good, not even a little bit. Their secondary is weak. They don't generate a pass rush. You know, I, I don't know if it's Russ. I don't know if it's the rest of the team. Seattle's just not right. Russ isn't right. Do you blow it up? I don't know. You're going you're gonna to get more in detail with it later, but right. I, I could argue you blow it up. I'm about to go with another hit. I said that even though Cleveland lost, I still said that, well, Baker is a little bit better than Case Keenum, and Case Keenum's like a little bit better than Nick Mullins. Well, I mean, Baker averages like a touchdown and a half a game. Well, Nick Mullins had a touchdown. Baker averages like half a pick. Mullins didn't have a pick. You know, he had about the same, you know, passer rating, roughly the same yards per attempt, right? Pretty similar quarterbacks. I said that from the beginning, although they lost, does Baker make that much of a difference? No, I don't think so. I, I don't think so. I, I don't think that looked all that different. They ran the football. They played really, really conservative football. Third and ten runs. Well, that's the same with Baker Mayfield. They don't trust him to throw on third and ten either. So I, I don't think it's a a, a miles-wide gap, if you will. Right, let's, go to the, let's go to the miss here. Now, this is like an early, very, very early judgment of Trevor Lawrence. But, I mean, he hasn't looked good. I understand that. Who knows, you know, the coaching thing was horrendous, and it's not like they're loaded with talent. But, I mean, they're also not devoid of talent. They have a good back. They have two talented receivers. I like Marvin Jones. I like LaVisca Chenault. Um, I don't think they're, by any stretch, like top 50 wide receivers, but they're talented nonetheless. And even without a lot of talent, I should be able to see something that goes, oh, I mean, he's unbelievable. He only has like a handful of throws this year. We're like, oh yeah, that, that's a number one pick. Yeah. Like I need more from him. Although it's early yet to make a judgment on him, I'm not liking what I'm seeing. And I touted him as like the best quarterback prospect that I've ever seen. So um, hopefully that pans out. But right now it's not. Right now it's not panning out. Yeah. Um, I mean, you do have to remember first overall picks most of the time go into the worst situation. And I don't think there was really any worse situation than what Jackson, Jacksonville yeah, had, to, had to deal with this year. They're I so mean, bad. Dealing with people leaving practice because of the coach, the coach being just an absolute just idiot. a cancer say, to the team. You can say idiot, I think. Oh yeah, he was an but he was an idiot, he was an idiot, but he was an absolute cancer to that team. Um and, and the entire locker room, the culture. So I mean, I think this is going to be one of those cases where, yeah, you're wrong right now in year one, but I think year two for Trevor Lawrence, year three are going to be the most important, and can you rebound from something like that? And who does Jacksonville put in there now? Because that's going to be a big part of you yeah, know what, how your quarterback turns out. What coach out. they hire. He already said that he wants input on, well, not even input, but he wants to at least be like asked for 
feedback with the coaching like hire, which I think is fine. Yeah. Like that, that's gonna impact him for the next five years. Why now, shouldn't he be now. like why shouldn't he be like, oh, if you're looking at these guys, like out of these, whatever that you're looking at, I really like this guy, like this this guy would be okay. Maybe like not that you know, that's yeah. fine. Now let me make a suggestion directly to Jacksonville and their head office. If you promise your quarterback that you're gonna let him in on some of these decision making things actually go through and let him in because we've seen what happens when you don't in houston with deshaun watson deshaun watson was promised oh yeah we're gonna let you know who we hire and then bang they go out and hire somebody without without even checking with them see so here's an interesting we'll we'll end up doing this like close to the off season because you know that's when it'll be more important but you know looking at head coaching the the carousel of head coaches right yeah you're coaching carousel you do I mean, like, keep an eye on Brian Dable. Now, I know the see, he'll have better job offers, but I think he might see Trevor Lawrence and go, oh, well, I just did that with Josh Allen in Buffalo. You know what I mean? Big guy, not all that refined. Right? You're looking at Trevor Lawrence, his footwork, it could use some work, right? He's not always the most accurate. He's missing open reads. Like, there was a play I saw, had two posts going right down the middle of the field. They were going to cross. They were both open. And he didn't hit it, decides he roll, wants to roll out of the pocket, then just chucks it down to one of them. By that time, they're there. It's a pick. It's like, yeah. hit the throw. Hit the read. It's there. It's it's designed. The play is designed well. The throw is there. Take the throw. Right. So I, th- I think Brian Dibble could look at it and be like, hmm. No, but I think he's going to have better better job offers, so it probably won't happen, but it's interesting. All right, how about uh, let's go with another hit. The Cardinals. So I said, the Cardinals before the year, I said, eh, they don't run the football particularly well. I don't trust Cliff Kingsbury late in seasons. This is the second season in a row now that they've kind of fell apart late in the year. Now, I still think they're a top 10 team. You'll see, barely. Um, I, I think Kyler's so good. Even, even though he didn't play well, I think the defense still has a lot of talent. The offense is still loaded when they're healthy. Well, the key is when they're healthy, they're not healthy right now. I think they lost almost solely because D-Hop wasn't there. Kyler did not look the same. I don't trust Kingsbury late in, uh, late in seasons. And they don't run the ball where... So Kyler has to play really well every single week because yeah. they don't run the football effectively. Um, so I said that that was an issue with Arizona, and it's kind of coming true. I was going to go with the Mists, go with the Buccaneers. Put them at number one in the top 14. And they go out and get shut out at home. By a, at that time, a sub 500 team. The Saints come in at six and seven. Yep. They're now seven and seven because they won. But a six and seven team comes into your house and you get shut out. They lose nine to nothing to Taysom Hill. That hurts. I mean, that hurts. I still think they're a top five to six team only because of Brady, though. It's- only because of Brady. Injuries are mounting. Who knows? I don't think playoff Lenny's coming back. Thank God I picked up Rojo for fantasy, but doesn't matter. It's Eli. The regular season Saints. And what else? The the plagues Tom Brady? There's one other thing. Overinflated footballs? I don't... <laughs> I, I think that's... Yeah, you know, Eli Manning. Yeah, the Saints in the regular season. He didn't really have like a... Like a kryptonite like he does with the Saints in New England. I think, right, those are the only two right now. And yeah. then you could... We'll, we'll throw in just for a joke, inflated footballs. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so the Bucks just, just don't look right right now. And the injuries are mounting. I still think just because they do have Brady, Bruce Arians is a good coach. And they're still generally pretty talented. Like, oh, Chris Godwin's gone. You still have two all-pro wide receivers in Antonio Brown yeah. and Mike Evans. You still have uh, Rob Gronkowski. I don't think Ronald Jones is that much worse than Leonard Fournette. Although Fournette's been having a great season. Um, I don't think the, the drop-off's all that crazy. I think the Bucks shouldn't use that as a major excuse to not win at least one playoff game. It's our, that's our uh, hits and misses. 
what is that week after week 15 after week 15 the nfl oh my god the year is going way too fast way too fast it's actually um, insane i can't believe it's already like the end of december what well, weren't we just saying it was like halfway through december like a week ago i think i swear to god we we're just doing our preseason predictions like we just did our divisional predictions i swear to god like like last week right yeah no yeah but that was in uh it actually says it right here look at that july 1st start the pre start the divisional predictions it feels like july 1st <laughs> <laughs> all right um so let's review the uh the games from this past week, right? So it started off with that Saturday game. The uh, Patriots go to Indianapolis, lose. Um, I, I, I don't want to say, like, I expect this. I picked, we both picked New England. But, like, in the back of my head, something was telling me, like, Indianapolis is a really good football team. They run the football. Carson Wentz makes enough throws every game. Their defense is, like, a top-10 defense. Yeah. I, part of me wants to be like, how did you not see that? But then also... Bill Belichick is notorious for taking your best component out of the game. So I figured, oh, Jonathan Taylor's going to be a non-factor, and I don't like Carson Wentz to beat that defense by himself. But then you look in New England, they have like that 18th best rush defense. So it's like, okay, I guess that makes that makes a little bit of sense. Yeah, it does. Um, Jonathan I, Taylor's a beast. I was just surprised of how Bill Belichick just got flat out outcoached. And, and you don't see it happen too often. Um, mm-hmm. That's one of the biggest things that stood out to me. And, and then he came out even in the press conference um, the day it was it was well, either he, of the game or right after he talked to the media. It was the next day. Yeah, so and, he talked to him after the game, was all like upset. All short with yeah. him. Comes out the next day, goes ahead and says you know, like I'm sorry for yesterday, guys. I was, um, he was like, and, and he points himself out he's like we got out coached we got outplayed in basically every facet of the game he's like we could have been better on every single play yeah that was like it was bill belichick got bill belichick that's mm-hmm. the thing carson Wentz only threw the ball 12 times he completed five passes for 57 yards a touchdown and a pick they ran the ball 39 times is that not i mean give or take like a couple you know is that not what new england just did to buffalo we're just like, yeah, we're just going to throw the ball like a couple times and run pretty much every play and see if you can stop it. Run it right there. See if you can stop it. And they didn't. So, you know, good for good for Indianapolis. I think they're a really good football team. You're going to see what we think of I them think so here in the uh, second segment. But Especially cool. against a really good run defense in, in New England. It's... Well, generally. But this year they're only like 19th. But you're like still, even then, like situationally, I feel like Bill Belichick's a really good coach. They're he's really a good talented at, defense. He's really good at scheming it and stopping it. Right, right. Um, moving forward, Dallas beats... This this to Sunday now because all the the other Saturday game got postponed. Um, to what was that Tuesday or no Monday Monday? Um, oh yeah, but so Dallas beats the Giants twenty one to six. Their offense just is not like clicking in no. Dallas. I, like twenty one points against the Giants. They have the quarterback. They have the weapons. They have enough protection on that O line. I don't understand where the connection is missing i don't know if it's because they don't have enough chemistry i, I don't know what's well, the yeah that's the third straight week that the offense is underwhelmed right so against the saints they won 27 to 17 but they had a defensive touchdown so the offense scored 20 points and then against the washington football team they won 27 to 20 but they had a defensive touchdown so they only yeah. scored 20 points again and then this week they scored 21 points on offense like they're underwhelming now that the good news is the defense is Top 10, for sure. Top 10. Um, and they're making enough plays on offense to supplement the defense. So I think they're fine. I just worry a little bit 
about the offense sputtering. I think they'll be fine. They have so many playmakers, though. Yeah. About Buffalo beats Carolina, I don't really want to get too much into this game because, I mean, Buffalo is a better football team than Carolina. Uh, Carolina's quarterback situation is a mess. Cam had a 56 QBR. Josh Allen's, I think it was just a talent gap and a coaching gap. I'm not sure about Matt Rule right now. Yeah. Sean McDermott's a really good coach, and Matt Rule is like, not sure. He's like 10 and 20, 10 and 21, something like that as a head coach. So, mm-hmm. eh, I don't know. All right, about Detroit beats Arizona. What is this? It was this? weird, man. What is this? From the get-go, it was like, oh, Arizona is not playing good football right now. Detroit went up 17 to nothing at halftime. I, I looked at the scores at half, and I was like, you've got to be joking, right? And then I was keeping an eye on it, and it gets into the third, and I'm like, okay, like we should expect like a couple points here now, right? And, and them to start climbing back in. Not really. It felt really lopsided the entire time. Call me crazy, and we we didn't make a whole lot of it um, when Arizona acquired J.J. Watt. We were like, oh, yeah, he's fine, but he's an aging player. Like, I don't expect him to completely transform that defense. They can't stop the run since he's been out. He was out, what, week five or six he got hurt? They haven't been able to stop the run since. Who who just rushed for over 100 yards on them? I don't even know. Who's Craig Reynolds? Who's Craig Reynolds? Do you know who Craig Reynolds is? No. Let's see who Craig Reynolds is. Oh, he went to Kutztown, as in from the PSAC. Play Slip Rock. He, he went to Kutztown, undrafted. That's a Division II school. And he just went for 112 yards against against Arizona. They missed J.J. Watt. I didn't think they would. I didn't think he was like a complete game changer for that defense. Well, he was. And, uh, you know, my man from Kutztown just ran all over him. <laughs> all right, well, let's go with Miami over the New York Jets. Was that funny? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Miami beats the Jets. I can't believe it was that close. 31 to 24. Um, yeah, they, a, a very strong Miami defense let up a lot of points to a very weak Jets offense. And we were looking at it, I think it was last night, we were going over some of these games, and Zach Wilson didn't even look that impressive. He looked extremely mediocre. He threw a pick. He had a fumble. He is mediocre. He is mediocre. And he didn't. He didn't, no, he, didn't pick. Pick. he just had a fumble. He did have a touchdown on the ground, so he had a he he basically evened out his uh, turnover to touchdown ratio, right? Right. But his his passing says thirteen for twenty three. He fifty six percent. So basically fifty percent for one hundred and seventy yards, no touchdowns, no picks. Sacked six times. Well, I mean, I did say that. Why why are you why are you letting go of Sam Darnold and just getting a smaller, inexperienced Sam Darnold? Hey. And is that not the same exact guy? Hey. It is the same guy. Remember when uh, when we used to have that segment on the show? Where we would take those comments from Instagram, yeah, 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 and, yeah, yeah. and like wrong, right, takes. right, right. Well, I forgot to tell you, but we had a we had a comment on on the Jets one that we posted oh, about nice. Zach okay, Wilson. Okay. It, it fits perfectly right here, actually. Hold on, let me find it real quick. I'm about to. In the meantime, oh, okay. no, you got it. Yeah. So he said, "Isn't it funny that Zach Wilson is one thousand percent more athletic than Sam Darnold?" With better mechanics, accuracy, and a stronger arm. Okay, so you know what? Let's dive into this for a second. You want to shout out the username though? Just uh, Tristan's film room. Yeah, there we go. All right, Tristan. <laughs> what are you looking at? Let's see what else Tristan's looking at. You give Mac Jones a an eighty-four and a half out of a hundred. That's that's pretty high. I don't know about that. Um, scouting reports and stuff. You're you're letting out scouting reports two days ago for Justin Fields. I mean, he's already in the pros. A little bit confused there. Um, 
Good for you, Tristan. But so so let's let's hold up, hold up. Let's 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 go and look. So Sam Darnold. So you said he's more athletic, Sam Darnold stats. So we have this little website. It's nifty. I'm gonna walk you guys through because we have time in this first segment. I'm looking at the clock. We have plenty of time. So let's let's do this. All right. So let's go. We're gonna go to this website. We're gonna go compare Sam Darnold to Zach Wilson. And let's go on a per-game basis, obviously, because, you know, Sam has, like, a lot more length of starts, right? Compare. All right. Okay, you want to load a little bit faster here? Oh, come on. Are we kidding? What? Come on now. I mean, it's not loading. Okay. My point being, so so while this loads, I'll touch on the whole, you know, has a stronger arm. I People act like Sam Darnold doesn't have an arm. It's his release that's an issue. Zach Wilson is a better thrower of the football, that's no doubt. I think he's I think he's a little bit more accurate. And I think he, he has a, definitely has a prettier release. Absolutely. Absolutely. He's got that quick, almost Jimmy Garoppolo's, you know, type quick release. Mm-hmm. Sam Darnold's got a really long release. Kind of leads him into some trouble when you're talking about pass rush. Uh, of, of course, this isn't going to load. Why? Why would this load? I mean, unbelievable, unbelievable. We need a we need a Wi-Fi booster up here. Yeah, we do. This is unbelievable, man. I was about to roast his entire life, his entire everything. Oh my God, this is just unbelievable. You know, we'll have to do it separately. So, Sam Darnold, his rushing stats. Right, here we go. Rushing. So Sam Darnold, what is the average per game? I want to I want to look at yards per game. 12.8. Let's see what Zach Wilson averages per game. Zach Wilson stats. That's Zach Levine stats. Who is Zach Levine? Zach Wilson stats. Here we go. Well, what do you know? Per game. Per game, Zach Wilson averages Yeah, rushing. Seven yards seven yards per game. Yeah, he's more athletic. No, he's more athletic. <laughs> he only rushes for half of the yards Sam Darnold does. Right, so he's, yeah, he's, he's athletic. Yeah, he's using the, the, the athleticism, huh? Yeah, for less than half. Or no, a little bit over half than what Sam Darnold rushed for a game. He's more athletic. No, he's just quicker. But Sam Darnold's a bigger athlete. So 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 Zach Wilson runs what? Two two hundredths of a second or two tenths of a second more in the forty yard dash? Sweet. Sweet. Does not matter to me. Not even a little bit. Doesn't matter. How about let's talk about the fact that he's like, you know, on a good day wearing double socks, six one. <laughs> if he's feeling really good, just had some spinal decompression at the chiropractor, wears a double pair of socks, maybe in spikes, he's six one. Is he 200 pounds? I don't think Zach Wilson is 200 pounds. He's probably about 190. He got sacked six times this week. He's 190. He's he's a lot like Kyler. He looks like he wants no parts of being hit. So you can move around all you want, but you're in a league where defensive linemen are running like a 4-4, a 4-5. A so that's great that Zach Wilson also runs a 4-5 and Sam Donner runs like a 4-7. But now Micah Parsons runs a 4-5. Micah Parsons and TJ Watt are going to chase you down no matter what. So if you can't take a hit, <clears throat> Zach Wilson, already hurt in your rookie year, then your athleticism does not matter. Does not matter even a lick. 
doesn't matter. And if you're going to actually make more turnovers, if you're going to create more turnovers for yourself, then your athleticism is useless to me. Through nine games, Sam Darnold has three more picks, but also five more touchdowns. He's got a higher passer rating than Zach Wilson, and he has more yards per game. Okay, so he's better, he's better than Sam Darnold. You show me where. Because Sam Darnold has eight ticks higher. He's more productive yards per game, has more touchdowns per game. For more touchdowns also per game and through nine games. Because that's all Zach Wilson's played so far. So, I mean, you show me where he's better. I don't know. I don't know, Tristan. I don't see it. <laughs> I don't see it, Tristan. If you want to come on the show and tell me, that'd be awesome. Um, if you're listening... Maybe maybe look right at that comment. Tell him to listen to I don't know wherever this is in the episode. Tristan, why don't you come on the show and show me where in bloody bleep is <laughs> is Zach Wilson better than Sam Darnold to this point in their careers? I can't find any. He's athletic. That's good. Sam Darnold's athletic. Is there a gap that's going to make them either one of them win more games than the other one? No. Is he more accurate? I mean. Maybe, but he's also completing 56% of his throws. So, yeah, he's accurate. Oh, wait, no, he's not. Um, what was passer rating? Oh, no, he's eight eight ticks lower than Sam Darnold was. Oh, well, he doesn't throw as many picks. Yeah, by three picks. He also has five less touchdowns. You're like, oh, but he's so much more productive because he's athletic and he's he's 1,000% more athletic. No, he averages um, 18. Nope, sorry. 20, like 24 less yards per game, 23 less yards per game. So, I mean, he's less productive, actually. So, uh, Tristan, um, what's up, my guy? You are wrong. Welcome to the um, Being Wrong Club. The Ice Cold Take Club. Right, right. Oh, God, so we digress. To finish up reviewing the rest of the games, Houston beats Jacksonville. Jacksonville sucks. It's not like we're surprised. We almost picked Houston. Probably should have picked Houston. Um, Cincinnati beats Denver. This is one I really thought Denver's defense, and if Teddy Bridgewater doesn't get stretchered <laughs> off the field, then I'm feeling really good this week. If he does not get stretchered off the field, they had that game won. Then you're tied. And Ted, Teddy Bridgewater goes and gets hurt. Obviously not his fault, but absolutely uh, horrific. Felt bad. But, you know, if he that doesn't happen, then we're sitting really, really pretty right now. But, of course, that doesn't happen. Cincinnati um, plays a horrendous football game and wins by five. Good for them. <laughs> San Fran beats Atlanta. They should beat Atlanta. Atlanta's horrendous. Um, their rookie coach looks like he doesn't know what he's doing. San Fran's probably a top at least 7-8 to eight team in the league. They run the football. They play good defense. Atlanta sucks. Um, Green Bay beats Baltimore. I mean, yeah, they're starting a backup. I will get into the fact that I don't think the backup is that much of a backup. But nonetheless, Aaron Rodgers is good. And Baltimore has, like, I don't know, three healthy people. Um, New Orleans beats Tampa Bay. Like I said, they shut them out 9 nothing. Tom gets shut out for the first time since, what, like 06, I think? Something like that. It's been a, it's been a long time. Uh, Chris Godwin was the actual loss here. I think even if Tampa Bay wins and Chris Godwin tears his ACL, it still doesn't feel the same this morning. Um, I think, like I said, the real loss wasn't that game. It was losing Chris Godwin for the season. And about Pittsburgh and Tennessee, this is the one I actually hit on, but... Um, Whatever. I just figured Mike Tomlin's a really good underdog coach at home. Tennessee doesn't really do anything for me without Derrick Henry. I think Ryan Tannehill's so, so limited without him. And uh, their defense is fine, but eh, I guess they held Pittsburgh at 19 points. But you, you get what I mean. I don't think Tennessee's dynamic enough, and I just kind of had a gut feeling in Tomlin coaching his way to victory. Tannehill had a 69 uh, QBR. It's, it's awful. Yeah. 
Um, I think that's pretty much all the games. Let's see. Oh, then, oh yeah, that's right. We had Monday and Tuesday games. Um, Vegas beats Cleveland. Cleveland, what are you doing? You still had your best pass rusher. You had your best running back. You had two of your top three receivers. Nick Mullins is not that much worse than Case Keenum and Baker Mayfield. Um, you still had your best pass rusher, linebacker, safety, and cornerback all on the field. I get that depth is important. These are all NFL players, though. If you have your best players available, the fill-in guys aren't really going to matter, and you should have won the football game. You were still a more talented football team. You lost at home to Vegas. Who is Vegas? They, they suck. Um, they're terrible. They lost their head coach, their best player, outside of their car. Um, they have no defense, no shred of a defense, and uh, you only scored 14 points. Minnesota beats Chicago. Um, I would sum that up by saying uh, by, Nat, by Matt Nagy. I don't know. Like he's 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 gone after the season. He's not a good coach. I don't think they're four and ten. Justin Fields continues to I would say show glimpses. Right. This is what I like about Justin Fields. My issues with Trevor Lawrence is I'm not seeing any whoa like okay that's a number one pick. Well, Justin Fields went 26 for 39, 285, a touchdown, no pick, 97 QBR in prime time Love against that. a defensive head coach, right? So, I mean, he averaged five a carry. Like, so we can argue, um, you know, Matt Nagy's bad, or is it Justin Fields? Is it the call? Justin Fields is playing really good football, point blank. Um, all right, how about Tuesday? Philadelphia beats Washington. Yeah, they should. Philadelphia's a better team. Washington was starting, what, Garrett Gilbert? I feel like he's been on every team. Uh imaginable i swear to god he made a start for a different team earlier this year call me crazy did he win that game for dallas was that him i mm-hmm. swear to god it was oh no that was cooper rush it doesn't matter they're the same quarterback Uh-oh. um and then la beats seattle seattle's horrendous you're gonna get into this um in a, in a second are you gonna do it right after this yeah perfect i'm, I'm gonna do it yeah that, that's a perfect segue then seattle's horrendous la's i guess a more talented team I, take it away oh god have I ever mentioned to you guys how much I love Los Angeles? I just yeah, love them. Whatever. I love the Rams. Whatever. Big, big cover for me. Seven and a half, or seven, it was seven and a half earlier in the week. Yeah, seven. And then it moved to seven. I think we bet on it at seven. But that one turned out. Either way, I want to get into something. Uh, watching this game unfold, I, I watched play by play. I was a little busy, you know. Still have lives, still have things to do. So, keeping track of the plays and just reading the stats, I really wasn't impressed with Seattle at all. Because in life and, and in businesses, the biggest and the, the best businesses, the most successful companies usually do one thing better than everybody else. It sets them apart from the competition. Take Tesla, for example. Tesla, they own 74% of the EV market. Biggest in the block. They might not make the best exterior paneling and interior plastic might be not up to par. See some of those videos. But what do they do really well? They've always done batteries and powertrain really well. Better than anybody else. Better than any other electric car manufacturer. Well, same thing can kind of be said for the Seattle Seahawks. Well, after that Legion of Boom season, they didn't really do defense well at all. Pass rush was very limited last year. One of the biggest concerns for him. Secondary got burned. Play calling's been bad. Pete Carroll shows glimpses of being a good coach, but other times kind of goes off the rails. 
So what's been their identity for the past five to six years? It's been Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson bailing them out. Russell Wilson coming back late in the fourth quarter. Two minutes left. Who do you want the ball to be in the hands of? You want it in Russ's hands. You want Russ. He's the top quarterback. I was texting someone last night. They, they knew I made the bet. Uh, Rams minus seven. Two minutes left. Seattle has the ball. Texted him. I'm, I'm nervous. Russell Wilson still has the ball. He's got two minutes left. This is one of the best last drive quarterbacks in the league. Russ would always bail him out. So another thing that we have to look at and remember here, a takeaway from, from this season, is that according to PFF, the Seahawks ranked 23rd in the league in offensive line play. That's bottom 10. Bottom 10 in the offense, uh, offensive line play in the league. Russ was sacked three times last night. Yes, I know it's against the Rams, who have probably one of the better pass rushes in the league. They have Aaron Donald. Will get after you in in many different ways. They send a lot of good linebacker blitz uh, packages. They run defense great in LA. I I understand they were playing the Rams, but once again, what has Russ's identity always been? Avoid the rush. Doesn't get hit. Doesn't get sacked. Extends the play. I'm not seeing much of that. So when Russ always has to run for his life and keep the play alive, it seems like it doesn't work out so great for the Seahawks. I saw it again on that last drive. Russ is usually the best big play guy, the best last-minute drive quarterback. What happens? The Rams send pressure. Russ throws a pick. I mean, I, I don't know. What did you see? I just... It doesn't look... Like you said, they don't do anything well. Right? That, that, that was what I said for uh, hits and misses when I said the Cardinals... Kyler Murray has to play perfect. I think Russ has to play absolutely in the perfect game every single week. Because what's going to bail him out? They can't run the football. They don't really turn you over much. They don't. They don't force turnovers. You you can't be like, oh, we'll, we'll just rely on our offensive line to sit there and create a wall for Rutten. Nope. So I'm with you. They don't. They don't do anything. Anything well that's going to set it apart to help them win any football games. There's not another unit outside of quarterback that goes, oh, that'll go win them a football game. The Steelers even. Their wide receiving core can win them a game. Oh, so, so can their front seven. Oh, oh, so can Minka Fitzpatrick. Oh, Joe Hayden just did last week. Right, so I don't think, I don't think Pittsburgh's a great team. But even then, they have, they have multiple units that you're like, oh, they're, they're really, really good there. Even though their offensive line sucks. They're really, really good at multiple units. Seattle's really, really bad at multiple units. That's not what you want. Yeah. That's not what you want. Um, so to sum up, Seattle sucks. That was our first segment. Come back. We will we we will rant again. Top fourteen. Thank you. Hey guys, Tim from the issue. Just came to talk to you guys about a great opportunity with Phoenix, especially for around the holidays. They've got a little bit of everything for everybody on your list. You just want to be healthy? They have green supplements. They have super reds. They have fish oil. Anything that you might need to stay healthy and happy during the holiday season. If you got a gym rat on your list, go get some pre-workout, some intra-workout. Go get some post-workout basic whey protein powder. And whenever you check out, make sure you use the code TJ2021. Your 2021 TJ2021 for 15% off of your purchase. <clears throat> All right. 
Whew, second segment, the issue, Wednesday. Merry Christmas, if you're listening to this on Saturday. If not, well, Christmas is coming up. Just say yeah. thank you. All right, be grateful that I said Merry Christmas. Yeah. And, you know, I, I'll just imagine that you said it back. So thank you guys for sending all your Merry Christmas wishes. Yeah. <laughs> you, we, we'll just count your listens as a Merry Christmas yeah. wish. I'm um, with so a uh, quick weather report, you know, a uh, quick check. Keep it, keep it quick. Ooh, sunny. It's still really, really cold. I think it's like in the 30s, maybe probably about 30 degrees out there. Absolutely horrendous. Um, yeah, definitely really, really cold. A little bit windy, but hey, sun's shining. About all you can ask for here in uh, December, right? It's, what, December, what's the date? You got it up there in the 22nd. It 22nd. really doesn't feel like Christmas time at all. I, there's, I mean, we've seen snow probably twice. Um, there's like nothing white on the ground. I mean, it's just, it, it looks like... It looks like it feels uh, like March. October. It feels like oh, you're March, getting ready to yeah. play baseball in March is what it feels like. It does feel uh, like that. back to the younger days. But um mm-hmm. no, we got a lot to get to in this segment, guys. We have uh, a rant from Tim coming up about Baltimore. Uh, and then we are gonna get into our top fourteen teams currently as they stand in the NFL going into week, week 16. sixteen. And then we'll hit you with some news coming out of that we'll have our third segment with the predictions we have it all in order review 15 you know and then rank the teams and then like kind of kind of yeah. finish up yeah. sum up you, the week you rank them right, right at the end of 15 and then bang week week week, week 16 predictions yep. and uh we'll rip them out here for you guys so <clears throat> let's go right. um okay so i want to talk about baltimore because uh, we haven't really given our thoughts too much about that Baltimore and, and Green Bay game, and it was wildly entertaining. That was a really good game. Really, really good game. Um, obviously, Green Bay wins on the road. That, no, that wasn't primetime. It was like the four, was that like the 425 window, mm-hmm. um, which has been producing really good games recently. I just want to throw that out there. I've noticed that the past couple weeks. The 425 window has been phenomenal. It normally is. I love that late afternoon football. But uh, Green Bay goes on the road, wins four, or 31-30. to 30. Um, Aaron Rodgers looked good per use. But let's talk about Baltimore for a second. I don't care about the two-point conversion. Now, I will argue that, statistically speaking, if you're down by 14, which they were, the correct move would have been, if you if you know you're going to go for two, which is their identity, right? It, they, they've been going for two. They're all like the Chargers, very aggressive. If you know you're going to go for two at least once, you usually do it on the first one, right? Because statistically, you have a coin flip on every, on every two-point conversion. It's about a 50-50 shot you nail a two-point conversion. Well, why don't you? Why would you not do it on the first one, not the second one? Because or you know, you, you do it on the first one. Because then if you miss, well, then you have another one, and there's your coin flip 50-50, You're going to hit that second one statistically, right? Which that's kind of what they're playing. They're playing the analytics game. They're just playing it a little bit wrong, I think. But I don't. I don't have a problem with them going for it. Especially Tyler Huntley's really athletic. I don't. Some people have a problem with it rolling it out because you cut off half the field. I get that, but also I think it has more of an opportunity for him to run the football when he's rolling out, and he's really athletic. Doesn't matter. You could argue me out of out of that into you know whatever they did. That's fine. Doesn't really matter. What I want to talk about is people being like, "Oh, Tyler Huntley's phenomenal." Mm, I don't. I, I do like Tyler Huntley. Don't get me wrong. I will say though that. I think the main reason that he's been successful in that three quarters of a game against uh, Cleveland and then this game here against Green Bay is because that's not a quarterback dependent offense. They're not Lamar dependent. It doesn't matter really who's playing quarterback, especially because they both do very similar things. Although Huntley's not quite as athletic, they they're they're very similar quarterbacks. They're not a quarterback and they're not a Lamar Jackson dependent football team. Lamar makes them more dynamic. Yes, I don't think they're quarterback dependent though. So. It's noteworthy, right, that the line, the betting line, only moved about a point and a half. It was they were like 
Baltimore was minus five and a half, or I'm sorry, plus five and a half when Lamar was going to start. Tyler Huntley gets to start. They're plus seven. It's a point and a half. I think Lamar's about a point and a half. But that's not like it's not like it went up to, you know, plus ten with Tyler Huntley. They're a lot like Cleveland, right? Cleveland's not not quarterback dependent at all. They run the football, they get a good pass rush, their secondary's pretty good. Now I do think Lamar adds a lot more above replacement than Baker does, right? I think Lamar the the Tyler Huntley and Lamar gap is bigger than Baker and, and Case Keenum, right? But even even through the highs and lows of Lamar, right? They've always been a run driven ground and pound, above average defense, play action, find the tight end football team, right? There's a reason Mark Andrews is the top target. There's a reason they do a lot of play action because it has more defined reads for Lamar. But that's not a problem. He's really effective during that. You're playing to his strengths. There's no problem with that. You're just not dependent on him to sit back, drop back, pick you apart. Like I said, ground and pound, run, always above average defense, hit the play action, easy read, Mark Andrews. Well, isn't that Kind of what they did with Tyler Huntley. Right? Actually, I would even swing to the other side. Technically, technically the stats say that they're actually more aggressive with Tyler Huntley. He threw 40 times. And he had 13 of their 26 carries. If anything, they're putting it more in Tyler Huntley's hands than they do with Lamar. Maybe it's because of the backup and you're not like, you know, worried about not coddling your franchise quarterback, but really making sure your franchise quarterback is, you know, not the weight of the world on his shoulders, right? Give him a good running game, all that. Maybe that's why. But the numbers say that they're actually more aggressive with Tyler Huntley, throwing it 40 times. When the last time Lamar threw 40 times? I don't know. I'd have to go back and look. But it's probably been a little bit. Also, don't forget, Baltimore was down a pretty sizable amount to Cleveland. And Tyler Huntley brought him back. Lamar's, his bugaboo, his whole career has been, eh, not too dynamic when he's behind right when everybody knows he has to throw which we've always said that that's when you shine right like Mahomes in overtime you know he's throwing right three straight drives two in regulation one in overtime you're like okay Patrick Mahomes is gonna throw three touchdowns Lamar doesn't really do that all that often Tyler Huntley almost did it almost did it lost by one to a really good Green Bay team lost by two to Cleveland who's up by like a mile and he brought him all the way back again Tyler Huntley is not as good as Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is an MVP of the league, okay? He does dynamic things every time he steps on the football field. But I will say, I don't think the, I don't think the gap is massive. I mean, Tyler's passer rating in his one and three quarters games is 99. Well, Lamar's got a career passer rating of 98. Same guy. They're both, they're both the most effective runner every time they play, pretty much. Same pass rating, most effective runner. They both throw, but aren't really like a very pretty thrower. They're not like a Herbert who's a really, really good, beautiful thrower of their football. They're more like a Dak, right? Dak is going to give you the grit, the toughness. He's not going to give you a perfect throw every time. He's not a very artistic thrower of the ball. I don't think Lamar or Tyler Huntley is either. They, they share that in common. Both win pretty much all the time. Huntley, although, hasn't won on the pros um, and is too... You know, I, I, the Cleveland game wasn't a start, but he was the primary quarterback. He hasn't won those two games, but go ahead and look. I mean, Tyler Huntley won a lot of games at a non-football school, Utah. Oh, Lamar Jackson went to a basketball school, a non-football school. Also red, but the jersey color has no no factor. Just want to throw it out there. <laughs> In Louisville, he won a lot of games there. Also won the Heisman. I'm saying I don't think the gap is all that big. They both won a lot in college. Very experienced quarterbacks coming into the league. They both run 
and are generally the most effective runner, if you're talking on a per-carry basis, on their team pretty much every time they play. They both are good enough throwers, but aren't going aren't gonna to pick you apart like a Herbert or a Mahomes or a Brady. Not, they're not pure throwers. They're more like a Dak, right? I, I would argue Mahomes. Mahomes, isn't his footwork isn't great. He's kind of like a gamer, right? He's a little bit more talented than those guys, obviously. But I think Mahomes' ability is his arm strength, not necessarily his beautiful throwing of the football, right? They both have pretty much the same pass rating. I, I, again, I just don't, I don't see the gap, but I don't think that's on Lamar. I just think this team is not quarterback dependent. If you have a guy that can move around, this offense will just adjust. It, it'll just adjust. It's the same. Did RG3 look all that, a washed up RG3, was that two years ago? Did he look all that different from Lamar? I don't think he made as, as he, much athletic, as many athletic plays with his feet, but he still got out of the pocket, moved a little bit, threw on the run, a lot like a Lamar or a Tyler Huntley can do. It, RG3 didn't win as much as Lamar, obviously. Oh, yeah. But uh, I see what you I see what you're saying. I don't think it's a bad thing. I don't think it's a, I, I think it's a good thing. Yeah. Uh, quite honestly, because that means that's just one more thing that you have a backup plan for. That's one more thing that can go wrong that you can say, hey, it's going to be all right. We'll just take a guy and insert him just right into the system. I'm sure that they do a good job getting all of their guys good reps in practice yeah. and no, this is by no means a criticism. I would argue that I'm actually touting Baltimore, right? Look at look at the um, Dallas this morning. If Dallas loses Dak, which this year actually might not, you know, might not be that effective. Go back to like last year's Dallas. If they lose Dak, which they did, yeah. they were bad. They right? were really bad what if, last what year. What if KC loses Patrick Mahomes? Hmm. What if what if Herbert gets hurt for LA? That is not the same football team. Baltimore looks to me that that didn't look all that different from a Lamar Jackson football team. It really didn't. It really didn't. Like, I, I think it's good that you're not quarterback dependent. They can win multiple ways. Although they didn't win um, that game. They came really close to a team that was, I, th- I think, Green Bay significantly better than Baltimore. Yeah. And you lost by one point with a backup quarterback. And, and I, you did it because you pushed the envelope. Like, I have no problem with that at all. I, I, I don't think it's that much different of a football team. I think it's actually good you're not quarterback dependent. Because that's one injury to a guy that moves around a lot. And boom, your season's a wash. I mean, if Tyler Huntley's there, your season's not really a wash because it's not that different of a quarterback. Now, over 16, well, now 17 games, yeah, you're going to see some differences statistically that Lamar's a better quarterback. But again, the, the gap isn't like, oh, Lamar's the third best quarterback and Tyler Huntley's like the 53rd in the league. No, it's more like Tyler Huntley could compete for a job as a low-end starter. The gap is about 10 to 15 quarterbacks. That, that's not a whole lot. That's not a whole lot. I think it's, a, it's, it's about the same size gap as Baker to Case Keenum. Notice how Case Keenum's the same quarterback as Baker, just a little bit older. Yeah. Tyler Huntley's the same quarterback as Lamar. It's it's the same guy. Yes, a little bit worse, but it's the same guy. It's the same gap, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They're both worth about a point. Uh, yeah. Uh, like, if one of them was out, the other one, like, if both backup quarterbacks had to play, the, the Vegas odds would drop about the same. About, about a point. About a point. Yeah. No, I, I'm with you. I don't think, I don't think Huntley does anything as explosive as Lamar does, but I, I would argue that Huntley's been a more effective thrower of the football so far, especially this year. Yeah, Lamar was 16 touchdowns, 13 picks before he got hurt. I mean, you could argue Huntley's been better than that on a per-game basis. Yeah. Because you can't you can't really do, obviously, can't be like, oh, his one-and-a-half games, well, he doesn't have as many stats. as right. That's the dumbest thing to say ever. You'd have to go by per-game, right? And he's been better than Lamar per-game this season. Sorry. Sorry. I know it's only a game and three-quarters of a game, but... 
that's the only stat we can rely on here because he's mm-hmm. played a game in, a, in three quarters. I mean, you have to go on a per-game basis, or even you can go like a you know, per-blank attempts basis, and he's been a better quarterback so far. So, I, you know, I don't know what you want me to say. Yeah. The gap isn't that big. It isn't. I'm just looking at the stats here. Go look at the stats for yourself. You can do it. Um, now, like I said, Lamar is a better quarterback. Once again, I want to stress this point. But the gap is not a mile wide. It's really not. All right, top 14 teams. Top 14, let's get into it. Ooh, this is exciting. Um, I love doing the top 14 because it kind of gives you a look at the playoff picture, right? Um, so let's start, like I said, we do at the bottom. Let's start with the Bengals. Um, they are leading the NFC, or AFC North, I'm sorry. Um, but I'm not sure that's like that big of an accolade. I think every team in this division is highly flawed, but highly competitive as well. Yeah. Like at any given, at any given Sunday... Any of these teams could beat the other one, you know. So I'm not sure them leading that division. I'm not be like, oh, you know, that that makes them the sixth best team. Eh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I still have doubts about their offensive line. Yes, they're good, not as good as I'd like them to be. The defense is still kind of hit and miss, right? I do like their weapons. I like Joe Burrow, but he does turn the football over. So you know, I I like them. I think they'll probably get into the playoffs at least as a wild card. I wouldn't want to play them, um, but also. They do have some limitations. I think they're. I think they're 14. They're also really, really young. They don't have that playoff experience. I'll go 14. We saw some of their flaws this week. Um, they did the, not play a clean game against a Denver team that was good defense. That's a good defense. It, it was a good defense, but I mean, it, you, you got to play better football than that, especially down the stretch, right? We're like towards the back end of December. We're in the back end of December now, and looking forward here into these last three weeks, like these are your most important three weeks to make sure you're winning, get into the playoffs, but also. Keep your guys healthy, and you got to be like you have to be fully ready to go. Yeah. Also, we could sit here and be like, "Oh, well, that was Denver's defense, pretty good," you know. But in, they're getting to the playoffs; they're going to be seeing good defense everywhere. So, say they get, say they get play Buffalo, right? We'll go through all the AFC teams. Say they play Tennessee. Well, Tennessee's got a pass rush. Say they see Buffalo. Well, Buffalo's got a top five defense. How about the Patriots? Oh, good luck. Yeah, I like. How about, Bengals how about the Colts? Like you, you know what I mean. I like Bengals fourteen. All right, about to go with Tennessee, slightly above them. They do have the experience, and if they get Derrick Henry back, which I think they will by what what week seventeen or eighteen, mm-hmm. completely different football team. They do generate a pass rush, which the Bengals do not as much. Um, and I do like Tennessee's offensive line. They do still run the football decent without Derrick Henry. Obviously, they're not the same team. Nobody would be missing the best running back in, in football. Um, but I, they, they do do enough well that I think they're slightly better than the Bengals. Now, I do worry about Tannehill. Who knows with him? Um, it's like a box of chocolates. You do not know what you're getting with him. But I think 13's fine. That's a team, though. We'll put an asterisk. They could drop out very quickly. Yeah. I could see them dropping out quick. Okay, so 12. Philly. No, I think Philly's a really good football team. Four... I guess not really good football team. They're exceeding expectations, I would say. Okay. They are the team that in this league that is exceeding expectations. Um, in a fairly primetime game um, on Tuesday, they, they, I, I thought they dominated the line of scrimmage. They had more playmakers on the outside. Their defense played really well. They got to Garrett Gilbert, I think was the starter. Uh, whatever. Um, but I think Jalen Hurts is productive. They run the football. They have an identity. You talked about Seattle. Who knows what their identity is? Philadelphia's just going to line up and run it right at you. Pretty much every play. And they do it well. They do it really, really well. And then, again, Jalen Hurts, play action, defined reads, is good enough. All right, about to go Buffalo at 11. At the end of the day, they do have a top-five defense. Josh Allen's a top-five quarterback in my eyes, and they have a top-five receiver in Stephon Diggs. I worry their offensive line's bad, and they can't run the football. But I think they're 
another asterisk. They're a team that could ascend pretty quickly if they go on a little bit of a heater here. Yeah. I just worry about their inability to run the football in December and January. That could be tough. Josh Allen can't throw through a blizzard, you know, all the way to the Super Bowl. I just that's not sustainable. Yeah. All right, let's go with Arizona at a, at a ten. Now I, I'm not going to totally overreact to that loss, but also. You don't like to see that loss, right? You're like, oh, well, no DeAndre Hopkins. Okay, I'm sorry. I mean, you still have A.J. Green. You still have Zach Ertz. You still have James Conner of the back, who's been the most productive running back in the league this year, touchdown-wise. You still have um, Rondell Moore and Christian Kirk. You are still loaded with talent. There's no way you lose by 18 to Detroit. Where did we have them last week? How far of a drop did they go? They were at 6. They dropped down to 10. Okay. I think that's fair. That's I think fair. that's fair. That's fair. Um, and also, I think right now they probably beat the teams below them. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think I would take them over Buffalo, Philly, Tennessee, and Cincinnati um, if they played like tomorrow, right? Yeah. How about let's go with number nine? Let's go with the Patriots because I think the Patriots would probably out defense uh, Arizona and they would win, right? Um, they're 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 still a good football team. Again, I worry that Mac Jones is limited. That's kind of what I said coming out of college. That you agreed. Just limited. He's a good. He's accurate. His arm is average. He's just. He's pretty good at a lot of things, but he's not exceptional at anything. Um, so I, I do worry a little bit there, and their run defense just got absolutely gashed. They're, I think, 19th or 20th in the league, and they looked incompetent against uh, Indianapolis, who, yeah, good offensive line, good back, still shouldn't have been that, right? From a Bill Belichick team, you don't love to see that. But, I, I, I mean, in a playoff scenario, who wants to play them right now? They're the number two seed. Who wants to play them in the playoffs? In Foxborough, absolutely nobody. So I think that's why they're still nine. They could they could go up if they keep winning. All right, let's go number eight, the Colts. Um, we kind of went back and forth here. Is it Patriots then Colts? And we're like, well, they just played and the Colts beat them. So I think I would put the Colts above them. I think they run the football more effectively, which is crazy. Saying that um, that a Bill Belichick team doesn't run the football as effectively as blank teams. Um, I think that right now they're playing better defense than New England. And I know Carson Wentz doesn't make a lot of great plays, but I think. I think his ceiling's higher than Mac Jones, that's for sure. Right? Two-minute drive, you're like, who do I want with the ball? I'd pick Carson Wentz right now because I know he's going to throw the football down the field and give me a chance to win the game. Mac Jones, everything else has to go right. He has to get it to the playmaker, and then they have to make it a spectacular play. Carson Wentz can make that play for you. I like the Colts at 8. And let's go with uh, the L.A. Chargers at 7. Should we just say Justin Herbert's name and move on? Yeah, Yeah, no, I mean, Justin Herbert, really good offense young smart head coach um a lot of really good weapons and i think right now they're the only team that i'd be like oh they can go beat the chiefs right now they can go they can go beat the chiefs who are the number one seed that's the only team that i'm like oh they could go in and give the chiefs an absolute handful and win that game no problem yeah i i think that's the only team that can do that so they're at seven all right let's go to number six uh the cowboys i don't love them you're a little bit more high on them than i do but at the end of the day they have playmakers at every unit Every unit. Tony Pollard's an absolute playmaker. C.D. Lamb in the in the receiving core. Their offensive line's still top 12, I would say. On the defense, they have Trayvon Diggs, uh, Randy Gregory, Demarcus Lawrence, Micah Parsons. Playmakers at every level of their defense. At the end of the day, they're too good when it comes to talent. Even though they're underwhelming a little bit, I feel like in a, in a playoff-type scenario, in a one-game scenario... They match up with almost everybody because they have playmakers at every unit. Right. I think I think they're honestly their weapons, their quarterback, their line play, their their defensive pieces match up with 
just about every team from the NFC. Almost I, every I mean, team. Yeah. I mean, you look at the pass rush with Micah Parsons, like you said. And then you got guys on the offense like CeeDee Lamb and Amari Dak Cooper. And, and, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, you're loaded. You, you have just as many receivers, arguably, as, as even a team like, you know, L.A. Yeah. No, they, yeah, they have the same type of firepower, I think. Right. I don't think, I think they're underperforming for their talent right now, but they, they should get it straightened up. I think they'll be good for the yeah. playoffs. All right, well, let's go number five. Let's go to San Francisco. We are really high on San Fran. I think right now they'd beat they'd beat the Cowboys. Tough physical football. I think they would run it right down their throat. And Jimmy G has a hundred passer rating over his last, I think, six games. Is that not the same team that went to the Super Bowl? Runs the football. Great pass rush. Jimmy G's well above average and can win you football games. He's not going to wow you. He's very. I hate saying young Tom Brady, but he's very Tom Brady. Tom Brady for a while there. Intermediate, short pass, accurate, throws it on time, timing route. Is that not Jimmy G? Play action, great running game, great defense. That's exactly what Jimmy G's doing. I think they're going to be able to win a playoff game, if not more. Kyle Shanahan's a really clever coach. When he has Jimmy G, he's like an 80% uh, winning percentage. It's a good football team when Jimmy G's playing yeah. well, and they're running the football, and they're doing both right now. Uh, number four, let's go with the Buccaneers. I'm not going to overreact. Yeah. So his kryptonite's the Saints. He probably doesn't see the Saints, though, in the playoffs. That's the thing. That's the thing. So against every other team in the NFC, they are just fine. So yeah, we consider an overreact about the Saints, but in reality, is that going to come back to bite them again? Probably not, right? Probably not. Um, and at the end of the day, it's Tom Brady. So, you know, in a, in a, in a late season or playoff scenario, who else would you run want at the helm? Pretty much nobody. Yeah, I'll, I'll, take, I'll, take I'll take Tom Brady. Yeah, exactly. They still have an experienced coaching staff, a lot of talent. Mike Evans, Gronk. Um, I think Rojo's just fine. You'll have AB. They still have some depth in their wide receiving core as well. I, I like the Bucks at four. But right now, I think the Rams would, would beat them. Um, I think the Rams are playing better defense right now. I think Matthew Stafford's playing a bit better than Brady. Matthew Stafford's playing really well. People forget when Calvin Johnson broke the record. When he, with that record season for the most yards in a season, his quarterback was Matt Stafford. Well, if Cooper Cup, I mean, he would have to really, really go off, but he's going to be in the top five. He's going to be in the top five seasons of all time for total yardage in the season. Who's his quarterback? Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford's a really good quarterback. I had my doubts on if he was going to be able to win and sustain success because he's never done it because he's been in Detroit and they suck. But he has. He's been really, really productive. They can run the football. They play defense. Stafford's really, really good. Cup's awesome. I love Van Jefferson. OBJ is back to normal. Um, that's a good football team. Yeah. Let's go with the Chiefs at two, though, um, because I think they're kind of a little bit better version of the Rams right now because I think their defense is playing better. Although they did get carved by Herbert over the last, like, six to seven weeks, they've been a more consistent defense. Um Really good safety play. Daniel Sorensen has been really stepping up his game lately. I like Tyron Matthew. If Chris Jones is in there, there. If Chris Jones was in there for that Chargers game, I think that's a completely different game. The Chargers ran right up the middle every time. If Chris Jones, that big defensive tackle's there, that doesn't happen. And they have what seven straight weeks of dominance, right? So if Chris Jones is healthy and he will be, that's a really good football team. I'm sorry, Mahomes is still, still a top five quarterback. Kelsey's awesome. Hill's awesome. Number two, Chiefs. Number one, the Packers. Um, I think right now they have the MVP of the league in Aaron Rodgers. Devontae Adams is hands down, without a doubt, the best receiver in football, and I would argue it's not even that close. It's really not that it close. It isn't. It's every single week, 10 catches, 100 yards, touchdown. 
Next week, 10 catches, 100 yards, touchdown. It's absolutely clockwork with him. He is he has the best feet and you could argue best hands in the league. He's open almost every play. How do you guard him? How do you guard him? I don't. Nobody's found a way. They're literally stacking DBs. You know how like on punts when you have two guys in front of the gunner? Yeah. They are doing that to DeMonte Adams and he is getting open. They can run the football. Aaron can they can win it on the ground. They can win it through the air. They can win it with defense. Where's the hole in the team? Uh, Mason Crosby, maybe. I don't think it's going to come down to field goals, though, when you have Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. No. The Packers are the best team in football right now to me. I don't know. They are. Yeah. Um, That's a run through that list. Oof, that is it. Um, well, let's actually just do news next segment. It's been a fairly long segment, and next one will be pretty shorter. So let's throw the news into there, and uh, yeah, we'll see you guys in the next segment. Hey guys, it's Luke here from The Issue. Doing the podcast, we want equipment that works just as hard as we do. That's why we chose Rockville Audio when we thought to build the studio. We got our microphones, boomsticks, a mixer, headphones, audio cables, everything from rockvilleaudio.com. They have way more than that. They have stuff for your car, for boats, lighting, audio, everything you could possibly need. Find it at rockville.com. They are awesome. Go check it out. That is rockville.com. Oh, what's up? We are back. Third segment of the issue on December 22nd. A, uh, a, a segment here full of predictions, full of talking about week 16, well, excuse me, of the NFL. Um, should be a very interesting week. This is a uh, week I would be very nervous to be uh, Tim. I'd be very nervous to be sitting in his desk today. Got to win out. Um, he has to win out. He is now facing elimination for the first time in the season. I feel very good. I still haven't ever been at a deficit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just to you know, brag about that for a little bit. I, I've been doing it all day, and I'm going to continue, and then hopefully do it again this week. But. It is third segment, the issue. It, and hurts, it hurts a little bit. I will say it definitely hurts a little bit. I would expect it to. And I, and I, it's not ideal. No. Not by any stretch. It's not ideal. But uh, you win some, lose most. Um, that's life. That's life. That's why they call it hunting, not getting. Right. Um, okay, so some news. Um, Bo Nix, quarterback for Auburn. He was a really, really highly touted recruit transferring to Oregon. Um I guess good for Oregon. I will say they're gonna if they're gonna rely on transfer quarterbacks. It worries me a little bit because you never know. Like the quarterbacks that they've had, Mariota, that have been really successful, Mariota, uh, Justin Herbert, right? They've been kind of developmental quarterbacks. They haven't been transfer quarterbacks, right? The past couple transfers have just been completely average. So I say I will say be careful because when you develop when they've developed quarterbacks, they've been really really good. But then you get like Vernon Davis a couple years ago, not great. Dakota Percop, not great. And then uh, this past year with Anthony Brown, kind of limited, right? Phil beat him out at, at Boston College. This was a better quarterback, right? So, you know, not not thrilled about. I don't think it's a game-changing move. Although I think Bo Nix is the a more talented quarterback than the other transfers they've had. But we'll see. Um, another big transfer, uh, Caden Slovis from USC came into this this season as potentially a first-round quarterback. Had a rough season. But he had 30 touchdowns and only nine picks as a freshman. He just transferred to Pitt. So Pitt's got a that, that's a top that's a top probably 10 talent quarterback in the nation this year. Pitt's got him. 
Pitt's on the rise, man. They're getting yeah. a lot. They're getting a lot of good recruits. Good transfer quarterback in Caden Slovis. He's proven. Uh, he's not a veteran for college, right? That's, that's a good quarterback. That's a good get for Pitt. I like it. Um, let's see. The Buccaneers signed Le'Veon Bell. Don't really care, to be honest with you. I still think Ronald Jones is a better back than Le'Veon Bell. I'm not sure what he's going to provide. Uh, Maybe just a little bit in the receiving aspect. I mean, Bell has been good there. Yeah, he only averaged 2.7 a carry with the Ravens this year. He's he's fine. He's average. I don't think it's going to matter. Um, Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey on the COVID list ahead of their game against uh, who? A Pittsburgh this week. Mm. So maybe Pittsburgh's got a shot. I still don't think they do. Um, but it's interesting nonetheless. Keep your eye on it. They could test out, I believe, because I think they're both, well, I don't know what the protocol is. I think if you're like vaccinated, you can test out. It doesn't matter. Who cares? Um, they might be able to test out, whatever. We'll see. Uh, on to baseball, the Athletics hire Mark Kotze as their next manager. Um, I believe he was their bench coach this past year. Let me see here. Yeah, he's been with the coaching staff for 2015. He was the third base coach in 2021. Um, the name sounds familiar. No, not Don't really know a whole lot about him. Good for the A's. Whatever. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, it's kind of about it. I'm not going to go through like all the bowl games that I don't care about. Like the Frisco Bowl. Don't care. In case you're one of the San Diego State one. But I don't care. <laughs> Um, the Jimmy Kimmel Bolt, don't care, right? Um, so that is all the news we have on a Wednesday here in December. So should we just, I mean, without without further ado. I was going to say, yeah, let's just get the right moment into it. You've all been waiting for. It's, it's prediction time. It's prediction time. Okay. Cue the music. Thank you, thank you. Um, okay, so let's start. With the Niners and the Titans, that is the Thursday night football game tomorrow. We both like San Fran. I think they're they're a more physical football team. They get to your they get to your quarterback more effectively. Yep. Um, and I think right now Jimmy G is playing significantly better football than Ryan Tannehill, and I think he's a significantly better quarterback than Ryan Tannehill. I, would I think agree. they also have more weapons on the outside. AJ Brown's been out for uh, Tennessee recently, um, so yeah, I'll go I'll go with the Niners all day. All right, how about uh, Green Bay hosting Cleveland? Uh, this is, is this a no-brainer? I think it kind of is. I think it is. Yeah. I, I think it's a Green Bay. Yeah. I think we both take them. Um, I don't really see Cleveland doing anything special to, uh, you know, to disrupt the number one team in the league right now, yeah. ranked by the issue. Come on, now. I mean, that's like Motor Trend Truck of the Year. It is. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that's like, what is it? The, that's like the... Um, What's the, the powertrain award? The JD... The JD Power and Associates? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Motor Trend Truck of the Year and then the yeah, JD Power They're and freaking number one yeah. ranked by the Issue Podcast. They should be happy about that. They are going to go in and absolutely roll the Cleveland Browns. I, I, we're both taking Green Bay. Yep. I'm about to go with uh, Indianapolis at Arizona. We both like Indianapolis on the road to upset Arizona. Arizona's not been a great football team at home. They and, lost to the Rams. Wait, they lost that? to Green what, what, Bay. What, what did you say? They haven't been able to do what since J.J. Watt's been out? Stop the run. Uh, and what does Indianapolis do to everybody? Run the football on them. Yeah, Just right. right. Right through them, man. When the game gets kind of situational, too, like, like a low-scoring, running the football physical game, Arizona kind of shrinks a little bit, right? Late game against the Rams. and eh, don't love it. That fade with A.J. Green or whatever that's supposed to be back shoulder against uh, Green Bay don't love their situational you know how they perform in situational moments I'll take Indianapolis yeah All right, let's go with LA at Minnesota this line is like weirdly small Minnesota is only a two and a half point dog I think LA and I think if I was betting I'd 
Hammer LA here. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, they're more talented football team at every single level. Quarterback, line, running back. Well, not running back because Dalvin Cook, but quarterback, line, weapons, defense. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and I was going to Tampa Bay at Carolina. I think we pretty much skimmed over this when we were doing this. I, I think yeah. I laughed, actually. I was like, Tampa Bay and Carolina. No, never mind. You didn't even say the name. Yeah, actually. I was just like, yeah, never mind. Tampa um, Bay. Yeah, Tampa yeah. Bay's going to go into Carolina. They should win pretty handily. They'll rock them. Cam isn't, isn't playing well. They don't really run the football that effectively. Their defense isn't applying pressure like they did early in the season. I'll go Tampa Bay. They've fallen off a lot. Yeah. I'd about to go to the Giants at the Eagles. We both like the Eagles. Look, I... Eagles can run the football. They're really, really physical at the point of attack on both offense and defense. They control the line of scrimmage on both sides of the football. And they run the ball. And on play action, Jalen Hurts is just good enough to win you football games, to be honest with you. I don't think he's going to do anything spectacular with his arm, but he's been good enough this year to win them seven games. I think they win their eighth here. How about let's go with Detroit at Atlanta. So this is the one. So we both like Atlanta, which is unbelievable. But I love Detroit plus six. Not really love. Okay. Both of us actually hate <laughs> betting on both these teams because they're both such bad football teams. We, we never bet on Atlanta, but you're going to bet on Atlanta covering the six-point spread. I'm going to de- take Detroit plus six. I think this is a field goal game because I think both the teams are really bad, and it's kind of, they're kind of equally matched. Like bad, right? I think the good news is... Atlanta does not apply pressure on the quarterback, and when Jared Goff is upright, he's actually a pretty competent quarterback. He had the highest passer rating in the league this past week against Arizona, who does apply a pass rush. So I think he's going to be upright. He's going to be able to deliver the football from a clean pocket. I do like Atlanta to win because I trust Matt Ryan more, slightly, and I think they're a little bit better on defense. So I like Atlanta, but I do like Detroit plus six. I will keep keep your eye on an upset here. I, I love Detroit this. plus six. I hate this. Yeah, well, that, that's that's. Do tough. you love Detroit plus six, or are you just saying that to make? No, I think I like it. I think I like it. The more I'm talking through it, I think I, I think I love it. I think I'm feeling pretty good right now. And you have to bet Atlanta, so that's never good. <laughs> All right, how about Buffalo at New England? So we've been back and forth. I'm like, oh god, I don't know. But then I'm like, oh, Bill Belichick at home, coming off a loss. Although Josh Allen's not a young quarterback, he's not necessarily an old veteran quarterback. I think I think when you talk through this, you think, oh, that's New England's football game all day at home, off a loss against a quarterback who's came into your division. So Bill Belichick's played him countless times, knows how to attack him. I think Bill Belichick wins this game, New England. Um, I'll take New England. Are you taking them too? Right? Yeah. 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 Um, okay, Cincinnati uh, hosting Baltimore. We're both taking Baltimore here. I think Baltimore is a more experienced football team. I think they're a, a, a better coach football team. I think right now, if you're talking line play on both offense and defense, Baltimore's got a better offensive line. And I think whether Tyler Huntley or Lamar plays, I talked about this. I don't think the gap's all that big. I think Tyler Huntley can beat Cincinnati. I really do. I don't know. Call me crazy. I think they can. I, I think he can. Yeah. Kind of a risk there. Cincinnati's favored by two and a half, but we'll go Baltimore. All right, the Chargers at the uh, Texans. Um... Okay, Chargers. Yeah, the Texans that, are bad. That's about They're as really easy as bad. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't see the Texans giving the Chargers even the, the little, the smallest of problems. I think yeah. Jay Herb is going to blow them out of the water. Yeah, I'll take uh, I'll take LA minus eight and a half all day. What about Jacksonville at the New York Football Jets? I can't believe we're doing this. We're both going Jets. <laughs> J E T S Jets well, Jets Jets. You finally jumped on board. I bet the Jets that one time, and I said I think that's going to be the last time I bet them. Because I figured I figured. 
And then remember we went through the Jets schedule and we found Jacksonville and we were like, I think that might be the only other game we bet the Jets. Here we are, week the 16, yeah. betting the Jets over Jacksonville. See, I'm just like, I've been picking Jacksonville a couple times because I'm like, dude, something's got to give. Trevor Lawrence is a talented quarterback. Something's got to give. Oh, they're so bad though. Uh, yeah, I'll they go. They just with have the, so much noise. Yeah, man. I'm gonna go with the I'm gonna go with the Jets here. All right, about let's go with uh, Chicago at Seattle. We both like Seattle. Chicago does nothing well. Uh, their quarterback is a young quarterback still developing. They don't run the football well. Their line's bad. Their defense is eh. Um, and you could say the same for Seattle though, but I think it comes down to is Russell Wilson gonna win this game? Although I have my doubts because he hasn't been recently. I still think they're a better football team than Chicago. At least they're better coached, even though Pete's not all that great of a coach either. He'll still go to the Hall of Fame, though, but right now. Um, okay, Pittsburgh and KC. We both like KC. Um, the line's actually gone down to minus 8 now. It was 8.5 when I checked like 20 minutes ago, but um, yeah, I, I like KC here, even without Travis Kelsey or Tyreek Hill. Yeah. I mean, is Pittsburgh going to go two arrowhead and win? Probably not. Probably not. Um, I think Chris Jones comes back, too. So, Pittsburgh already can't run the football. They're really going to not be able to run the football. And you're asking Ben to go into Arrowhead and win? Just not going to happen. Yeah, I don't see that All right, one that we're split on, Denver and Vegas. You like Vegas? I like Denver. Are you going, Are you just betting for Derek Carr? Is that what it is? Um, Yeah. Kind of a gut a feeling bit, as well. A little, a little bit, bit of a gut feeling. But, I mean, they didn't... Plus, I think Drew Locke might have to start. Is Teddy Bridgewater going to come back? I think he's in concussion protocol. Yeah, so. I don't know if he will or not. I don't know. I'm thinking Vegas. I'll go Denver. I think they're, I think they have a better defense right now. I think they're structurally a little bit, you know, organizationally they're a little bit more functional right now than Vegas. But um, honestly, this is a coin flip. Vegas is at home and they're favored by a point and a half. This is a coin flip game. I'll go Denver. All right, Dallas hosts Washington. We both like Dallas. Dallas favored by ten and a half. I think that line's a little bit outrageous, but um, I think Dallas will will beat Washington. They're at home. I'm almost. I was when we were looking at spreads to take for that like tiebreaker. I was I, I was scared to, to do anything with that one because it, I, I really any don't given know. Day, it's a tough divisional game, and Washington's defense does have its spurts where it plays really well. Really good football, yeah. And you know if they catch if they catch a Dallas team playing and not clicking on offense. Like, like they normally would, um, it, it could get ugly for Dallas. So I, you, I'm going to stay away from that, that line at all costs. I'll tell you, if Washington's going to win, they're going to win by like 20. Here's what, here's how the game's going to go. Either Dallas is going to win just like they did in Washington two weeks ago, right, where defense scores a touchdown, offense is just good enough. They win by like, what, 7 or 10 or something like that? Yeah. Or, or Washington's going to get ahead. Dallas hasn't been throwing the football down the field. They don't play that well from behind, and they and and they just stay ahead the the, the rest of the game. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, you you'll, you'll know about ten minutes in who's going to win that football game. I think. All right, now let's go with uh, the Dolphins at the Saints. Prime time Monday Night Football. It's a weird matchup, but I like it. Um, you like the Finns probably because they won seven straight. You like Brian Flores. Two has been decent. I'm going to go with the uh, with the Saints. I think at home. With Sean Payton's defense, right? I'm not sure uh, that young Miami team's in a position to go into New Orleans prime time against a really good coach, um, at least an experienced quarterback in Taysom Hill, and, and win. I just don't love their chances there. New Orleans favored by three. I'll go with New Orleans. You're going to take the Finns. Why? Um, honestly, because think about it. The, uh, the Saints are coming off a really tough game, and I mean. It takes a lot of energy, emotion, and physical effort to shut out Tom Brady. Yeah. It really does. It was a 
that was an emotional divisional game they just played. Yeah. They're going to be a little bit, I think, a little bit of a hangover coming off that win. I don't think it's going to be that bad. I mean, they're very well coached. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I do think it will play somewhat of a factor. Also, I like Tua. He has been showing that he, you know, can play good football. He kind of proved us wrong a little bit this season. But, I mean, we did see... Like to play devil's advocate, we did see him not play all that well this week. He threw those two picks, not as accurate, but I think in the long run, he has what it takes to beat that Saints team as it stands right now. Fair. Um, yeah, I'll go to the Saints. And then, so we're split on that. I like the Saints. You like the Fins. And then we're split on Denver. I like Denver. You like uh, Vegas. So the tiebreaker again is going to be that Detroit. I like them plus six. You like Atlanta minus six. Who knows? Are I get gonna, screwed with these every are time. Are you just going to keep uh, allowing Denver to let you down? I feel like Denver's let you down like three like different three, weeks. Week. They've been my Atlanta this season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I I like their defense. So, yeah, I'm going to keep relying on them. Screw it. Let's go with it. But, you know, what are you going to do? I mean, what are you going to do? At least you're going to stick to your identity. I like that. I like that. We rip sticking to my guns here. We rip teams for that all the time. So, it's good to, it's good to see you sticking up for that. Yeah. Hey, I still got my locker room over here. We're going for two. We're going forward on fourth down. We got to win out, baby. We got to sell out. So we're going. We're betting on Detroit, Denver, Taysom Hill. Come on now, let's go. We're taking, sound, we're taking risks out insane. here. Insane. We're taking risks out here. Yeah, well, you will see. It'll, it'll be nevertheless a good week of football. So guys, enjoy the holiday week. Enjoy uh, Christmas. Hope you have a safe Christmas. We will see you guys back here next week, next Wednesday on the issue. Don't miss it. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Great having you in.